This is Unfiltered with John Edwards. We are coming to you from the Mike Popinchek Broadcasting Network World Headquarters in Wexford, Pennsylvania, north of Pittsburgh. For those of you who don't know, Pittsburgh was the broadcasting home of Mr. Rogers' neighborhood. Fred Rogers was actually an across-the-hall neighbor of my grandfather in a building down in Oakland. I wanted to start with a couple of follow-ups. Last week, there were a few things about the podcast that I felt could be improved. I discussed this with my fearless producer, Mike Popinchek. And so I wanted to touch on a few of the things that I talked about last week, give you a few updates on those before going into the full show. Starting off with the Ukrainian regions, the four that have been taken over by Ukrainian forces, and I'm going to go from easternmost to westernmost, are Luhansk, Donetsk, Zaporizhia, and Kherson. For those, for those of you who've heard of Mariupol, Mariupol is in the Donetsk region, and those are the oblasts, or sort of like states, across the south of Ukraine. Now, Luhansk is the furthest to the east. Mariupol, as I mentioned, you know, that has had a lot of fighting, is in Donetsk. Zaporizhia is the next region to the west, and Kherson is the region just north of Crimea. That's where the water comes into Crimea from, and that has been a, a particular target of Russian forces. If you keep going west from Kherson, the next two oblasts, the next two states, are Mykolaiv, and then furthest west is Odessa, and that's where the, where the city of Odessa is located. I just wanted to clear that up for those of you uh, that are that are listening to this. You know, it can be difficult to visualize things, and so I wanted to paint that picture for you. The second thing that I wanted to follow up on were the inflation numbers. What I said, I, I wanted to make sure that I had the exact number. So in August of 2022, 8.3% was the official inflation number here in the United States. We will probably get a new number for September in the coming days, weeks. I haven't seen an exact date for that announcement yet. So look look for that, and I will let you know the new inflation number once I know it. The third thing that I wanted to follow up on, and I'm going to talk through this one a little bit more extensively, are mortgage rates. So I talked about how, how mortgage rates had gone up and how that might be impacting the housing market, and I wanted to talk through a few examples. So if we start with a $500,000 house, about a year ago, let's say, if you wanted a 30-year fixed rate mortgage at 3.3%, with a 20% down payment, that's, say, $100,000 on $500,000 for the purchase price of the house, you could get a mortgage then with a monthly payment, and this is principal and interest only, of $1,751. So in order to buy this, you know, that doesn't include uh, HOA fees, insurance, taxes, that's simply the principal and interest payment of the mortgage, the 400000 that you would be loaned to complete the, uh, to complete the purchase. Today, at 6.6%, which is a sort of a you know, ballpark mortgage rate right now, $1,737 a month in premium and interest would only allow you to get a $340,000 house with a 20% down payment. Now, that would be a smaller down payment than the, than the house 
one year ago at 3.3%. But, you know, the the monthly principal and interest payment from a 3.3% mortgage, say, a year ago, buys you the uh, what is what is about 32% less in the purchase price of a home today. That is to say, going from 500000 to $340,000, you can, you can afford about 32% less house. Talking through another example, let's say today you were eyeing up a $500,000 home, um, at, at a 6.6% interest rate with a hundred thousand dollar down payment, you would have a monthly payment of $2,554. That same monthly payment, say $2,540 a year ago at 3.3%, could allow you to buy a $725,000 house with a $145,000 down payment. That similarly is about a 31% decline. And so if you think about what that means for housing prices, it's possible that housing prices could come down anywhere from 25 to 30 percent. Now, there are other numbers that go into what you can afford on a monthly basis, HOA fees, taxes, insurance payments. Uh, But just doing an apples apples to apples comparison in terms of just the mortgage rate, that's that's about where things stand. So so I wanted I wanted to come back and have those be more specific numbers so that so that you guys could have a a picture and some specific data around what I was talking about. Okay, moving on. Podcasts and preparation. So last week, I did not do enough prep. I thought that off the cuff might be interesting, and I picked the topics that I wanted to talk about, but it didn't totally feel polished enough. This was my first time recording a solo podcast, so I had a few things to learn. I had some things to practice. I did some speaking to myself. I listened to some podcasts and some radio people this week to prep for this week's show. And I wrote down more of what I wanted to say. So most podcasters, media people, they have been doing media work for years. They know how to speak, they know how to act, and they know how to converse. If you listen to them, they do things in a certain way. So I'm trying to channel Richard Hammond, Jeremy Clarkson from Top Gear and Grand Tour. I'm trying to put a little bit more animation into my voice. I'm trying to pay attention to my breath, my cadence, and my overall amiability. But know that a lot of these media people also have editors and equipment that take their voices a long way. If you're in a recording studio, there are things that can be done in editing to take out small sentences, uh, breaths, Anything, the ums and the ohms and the ahs that we all throw into daily conversation. So some people, when they're recorded and remastered and re-edited, can sound a lot better than what they actually sound in the studio. As you can probably hear, I am trying to pay attention to my breath. I'm not a a trained speaker or trained singer, so that's something that doesn't necessarily come naturally to me. And hopefully in in the weeks to come, I will do that a little bit better. So, speaking of preparation and the difference between the final product and the original recording, I wanted to talk today about influencers. Earlier this week, I read an article in The Guardian called You Can't Cancel Me. Embattled TikTok star reinvents herself as a warrior for Jesus. This was out of The Guardian, and it's about, and this is a, this is a quote, this is the subheader 
of the 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 sub headline of the article. Brittany Don Davis now serves more than a million followers Christian content after a previous life as a fitness influencer. So this caught my eye for a couple of reasons. I don't know Brittany Don Davis, and this Guardian article feels like a little bit of a hit piece to me, but I'm inclined not to like people pushing religion in a mass market way. That's just a personal view. Now, I don't know much about Brittany Dawn Davis, and I, I don't know much about her, but the transition from fitness influencer to Christian influencer caught my eye, as did a lawsuit alleging some fraud during the fitness influencing and coaching era. For those of you who don't know, I was an early employee at Noom, which is a, a weight loss app company, and I worked on the virtual weight loss coach prototype. In fact, I, I think I was the world's first virtual weight loss coach. Now, I pay attention to a lot of fitness influencers. I follow a number of fitness influencers because I like to work out. I like to eat healthy. And my sister recently had a baby. And for any moms that are out there, they know that life with a newborn is very difficult. She and I have been talking about some of these fitness influencers and how fake their lives seem and, and how much of a disconnect there seems to be between what a real life is and what an Instagram life is. So, for example... My sister sent me an Instagram post of a male fitness and health influencer that we follow. And this was a post of one of his tweets. He took a screenshot of his tweet, posted it to Instagram. And she first off noticed, uh, noted how egotistical it seems to post a photo of your own tweet, which I, I, think, is, I think is kind of funny. So his tweet read... Daily non-negotiables, 10 to 30 minutes of morning sun, coffee with heavy cream, 0.7x my body weight in protein, resistance training and some cardio, 1 to 2 cups of dark leafy greens, approximately 10,000 steps, 7 to 9 hours of sleep, and time to chill and laugh with my friends. Now, I don't know about you listeners, but that seems like a full day to me. And, and my sister quoted, this is, this is what she typed directly to me. This guy should try having a baby and see what his daily non-negotiables are then. Now, don't get me wrong. These are very admirable goals and I'm going to go through them and a great way to be healthy. But a lot of these are negotiable for a lot of people. Uh, you know, let me see here. Starting back with 10 to 30 minutes of morning sun. If you live in the Northeast, if you, if you live in some, some climates, there isn't any morning sun. Uh, you know, yes, it would be nice to get outside and go for a walk for 10 to 30 minutes in the morning. You might knock out uh, 2,000 to three to 4,000 steps. But a lot of people, a lot of parents, their morning starts before the sun comes up. And I don't know that they can get outside for that, for that morning sun. So that's very difficult. Coffee with heavy cream. I've become a heavy cream user um, under the the influence of of this particular influencer. Heavy cream has choline, and so I've switched from sort of more milk in my coffee to cream in my coffee. That's a you know I'm you know I've also experimented with bulletproof coffee, but I don't I don't have any problem with heavy cream in the coffee. Some people do, some people don't. 0.7x my body weight in protein. That's a noble goal. That's a lot of protein. And sometimes it can be, it can be difficult to accomplish that on a budget. I think that that's the, uh, 
that would be my only critique of of that particular point and resistance training and some cardio i mean for for every single day having resistance training and cardio i'm 38 years old and i'll be going to physical therapy this afternoon because if i didn't go to physical therapy once a week i wouldn't be able to go to the gym three to four times a week so you know i i think that well and then getting into 10,000 steps and seven to nine hours of sleep you know 10,000 steps is about five miles for most people and I can understand if you're getting half an hour of cardio, maybe you could run three miles that would knock off a lot of your steps. And if you got your 10 to, you know, 15 to 20 minutes of walking in the sun in the morning, that would also count toward it. That's a huge goal. And that's a, that's a, that's a lot. So seven to nine hours of sleep, you know, people with kids, you know, I I had a, I had a coworker, (laughs) I had a coworker who used to come in and he'd look like a zombie and he had a four year old and a six year old. And he'd, he'd, he'd be sitting there at his desk, just kind of staring at his computer screen. And I'd say, Hey, Steven, what's going on? And he would say, when he was, he was Aussie, I'll, I'll, I'll try to do the accent. Oh, I don't, I, I don't know. Um, my son was, yeah, he couldn't sleep last night and we had to, you know, it was a, didn't get much sleep. And I thought, oh man, you know, the, and anybody who works with people who have kids, anybody who have, anybody who has kids, they know that it's. You know, it's especially a newborn. My sister hasn't been sleeping more than 90 to, you know, 90 minutes to two hours in any particular stretch. So don't get me wrong. These are very admirable goals, but having those as daily non-negotiables, that is really, really difficult. And, and a lot of those are negotiable for many people. So every single one of those things that he mentions, I have to say, I agree with him. Those, those are great targets. Those are great guideposts. But having them as daily non-negotiables, that can be really difficult. So on my end, now remember that that last example was my sister sending me something. On my end, what I complain about, there's an influencer that I follow, and she also shall remain nameless. She is very pretty and works as a model. She has just, a, just over 100,000 followers. About 98% of her, gol- of her content is her being pretty, working out, and golfing. She does have a young son who she has put in a couple of posts very rarely. So she's, she's not any kind of mommy influencer. She's more a fitness and golf influencer. She reminds me of this Brittany Dawn Davis, who was sort of a fitness and Christian influencer for a very specific reason. She posted a, a morning routine that I, that I sent to my sister. And this is what I, what I remember of it. 4 a.m., rise and hydrate. And this is what I remember of it because it was a story and it didn't get saved. So I went back to look. 4 a.m., rise and hydrate. 4.30 a.m., pray. 5 a.m., get ready and prep a shake. 5.30, head to the gym. 6 a.m., gym routine. 6.45, shower. 7 a.m., ready for the day. Now, is that realistic? I, and and I, I really ask, who prays for 30 minutes? Now, I know some very devout people. I have some, I have some very devout Christian friends. And when I, when I have meals with them, they pray. And they never pray for more than a minute. They may pray twice in a meal, but in aggregate. You know, we're talking three minutes. 30 minutes of prayer is a long time. So long as to make me think, you know what? That's kind of unrealistic. 
you know, what, what seems much more realistic is my morning routine. 6.30 a.m., wake up. 6.31, decide to sleep for another half hour because the alarm is set at 7 anyway. 6.45, garbage truck starts emptying a dumpster outside. 6.47, still emptying. 6.48, I get out of bed and try to make some coffee, feeling accomplished because I'm 12 minutes early to my alarm. I mean, whose morning account, whose morning routine among the influencers accounts for the garbage truck coming at 6 a.m. on Thursday? You know, I know I can know that it's Thursday. I knew it was Thursday today because this morning the garbage truck was emptying the dumpsters outside my building. I know that's Hey, that's how I know it's Thursday. Um, I think the thing that gets me the most about this particular influencer and, and why this 30 minutes of prayer really bothers me is that she will often post, you know, oh, Sunday, I have been to church and I'm feeling inspired by the Lord. And then the immediate next story is her in a skimpy bikini or a, a photo of her on a golf cart that almost is looks like an upskirt. And I have a real problem with that in particular. It's okay if you want to be sexy online. It's okay if you want to show off your body. It's okay if you want to, I mean, she's a model. That's what she does. Sex sells. I really have a problem with that being, you know, right up against the Lord Jesus Christ. And, and so, you know, getting, getting into it a little bit and take it, taking the filter off because this is unfiltered with John Edwards. You know, she, I, I remember her once talking about her son and why she was a single mom. And her response was, you know, he and I didn't share the same values. And I started to think to myself, you know, I don't see your son all that often in this content. You seem to have a pretty full life. That morning schedule isn't the morning schedule of somebody with a kid, unless, you know, it, unless in reality, it's 5.30 a.m. pray, you know, at 5.31 a.m. start making peanut butter sandwich for son's lunch, school lunch. You know, her son really isn't mentioned all that much to the point where I wonder, does she even have custody of him? I mean, how, how, where, where does all the time come from to be a single mother and then to be in the gym for an hour? Uh, that, you know, there, there is work going on there that you and I don't see because all we see are the final photos on Instagram. You know, you guys don't see the work that Mike does to edit and remaster, and remaster is probably the wrong term, but make me sound better, cut out all of the pauses, trim down some of the places where I go off on a tangent and lose my place and then lose my breath and decide that, hey, you know what? I need a little bit of water. You guys don't hear that. We similarly only see her bikini photo. We don't see, did she need to get a sitter that day? Did she take her son to her mother and father? Does she have a nanny? Is, is her son sitting playing a Game Boy? Well, a Game Boy, probably not today. But is her son sitting playing uh, on, on a phone or an iPad off offset of her um, golf shoot? You know, I don't know. And that and 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 that's really the 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 subject of what I wanted to talk about today, which is influencers and media will show you one thing, 
and the truth is something else. Um, and this made me think about a particular problem that we used to talk about in logic, and it's called the, the knight and the knave problem. And let me, let me, uh, these are, these are all logic puzzles. There are a number of them. It's you, generally you go to some deserted island and all of the people on the island either tell the truth or always lie. And you're put in certain scenarios where you can, you, know, you need to determine if the person you're talking to is a truth teller or a liar. And there are myriad puzzles like this. There are tons of them out there on the internet. If you've ever taken a logic or a reason class, you run into these because what they're, what they're trying to do is get you to think about asking one person one thing, asking another person the other thing, and determining what the truth is based on their responses. One of the classic ones, and I have this, have this written down here, and hopefully it can, um, hopefully you can, you can totally understand this. Okay, so <clears throat> this particular puzzle comes off of Stack Exchange, and it's two doors with two guards. One lies, one tells the truth. You are a prisoner in a room with two doors and two guards. One of the doors will guide you to freedom, and behind the other is a hangman. You don't know which is which. One of the guards always tells the truth, and the other always lies. You don't know which one is the truth teller or the liar either. However, both guards know each other. You have to choose and open one of these doors. But you can only ask a single question to one of the guards. What do you ask to find the door leading to freedom? So if you think about this, there's a, there's a truth-telling guard and there's a lying guard. And behind both of these doors, there is, as we said, freedom and the hangman. Obviously, we don't want to go to the hangman and we want to go to freedom. And if we ask something of the truth-telling guard, he will tell us the truth. If we ask something of the lying guard, he's going to lie to us. So if we ask the truth-telling guard, are you in front of the uh, path to freedom? The truth-telling guard is going to say, yes, I'm in front of the path to freedom. If you ask the lying guard, are you in front of the path to freedom? He's going to lie. If he's in front of, if he's not in front of the path to freedom, he's going to lie to you and tell you that he is. So if you say, are you in front of the, uh, are you in front of the path to freedom? Both are going to give you the same response. So the trick to this lies in asking one of the, uh, one of the guards what the other will say about him. And I'll read the, the top ranked response. If you ask the truth guard, the truth guard would tell you that the liar guard would point to the door that leads to death. If you ask the liar guard, the liar guard would tell you that the truth guard would point to the door that leads to death. Therefore, no matter who you ask, the guard tells you which door leads to death, and therefore you can pick the other door. So, let me talk through that one more time. You ask the truth guard. The truth guard would tell you that the liar guard would point to the door that leads to death. If you ask the liar guard, the liar guard would tell you that the truth guard would point to the door that leads to death. Therefore, no matter who you ask, the guard tells you which door leads to death, 
and therefore you can pick the other door. Now, if that's if that's puzzling to you, think about think about it this way. You can ask you can ask one of the guards is the other guard guarding the door to freedom. And so, if it's the truth-telling guard, the truth-telling guard will will say, "Yes, that guy is guarding the path to freedom." And if it is the uh, the the lying guard, the lying guard will tell you, "Yes, that guard is guarding the path to freedom." And so you want to take the other door. Does that make sense? Sufficiently sufficiently perplexed. Okay. Anyway, if you if you want to check this out, this is on uh, puzzling.stackexchange.com, and it's two doors with two guards, one lies, one tells the truth. So. The final topic that I wanted to talk about today, um, and it and it ties a little bit back to a previous topic, which is health influencers. Um, that's masks and some of the some of the COVID nineteen policies that we've had. And I've I've been thinking about masks because I haven't been seeing them as much. Now I live close to the university, and a lot of the university students are still wearing masks outside and I've thought a lot about the evolution of mask wearing during COVID and how and where we seem to be today. I mean this this being October of 2022, we are about two and a half months from two and a half I'm sorry, two and a half years from March of 2022, which was the height of the COVID nineteen pandemic. And in March of twenty twenty two, just about everybody was trying to wear a mask or stay inside. March, April, May of 2022, masks were everywhere. And then there started to be a pushback against masks. And initially, prior to March of early March of 2020, February of 2020, um, and you know this is this is uh, on Fox News. Um, Fauci, Dr. Anthony Fauci, and Surgeon General Jerome Adams warned against buying and wearing masks in early spring 2022. They said officials recommended against wearing masks early in the pandemic because at the time there was a shortage of PPE for medical workers who needed it most. Now, not long after, Anthony Fauci and other, um, and, um, other members of the, of the governmental health apparatus started saying that we did need to wear masks. Even near the end of 2020 and into 2021, recommending two masks. The original use for the mask in, in Asia was to signal to other people that you felt unwell. And as we were always told initially in the pandemic, so after March of 2020, the main reason for wearing a mask, as we were told, was keeping droplets from coming out of our breath and out of our mouths and traveling through and potentially infecting somebody else with COVID-19 if we had it. So the original use for the mask was to keep a person from infecting other people. That soon changed. Everybody wanted to wear a mask thinking that the thought process in people's heads was that the mask protected them from others. Whereas the mask at its origin in Asia and originally in the United States and and, in other parts of the world during the pandemic, it was meant to keep the droplets from infecting other people. As time went on, 
the 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 confusion around the masks and the differing messages i think only only made things more confusing for people why do i say that i i think i often think honesty is the best policy and and that if anthony fauci and jerome adams had come out and said look masks are effective at keeping you from getting sick or keeping you, keeping you from infecting other people but america we have a shortage of PPE and we really need that for the healthcare apparatus. Please don't run out there and buy them. Please don't use them. Do use other measures. I think people would have abided by that. I think people would have been proud to do that. I think they would have they would have responded, but the messages that they were getting from the from the healthcare apparatus were muddled and they were continuously changing. And now I understand that the science changes. I understand that we learn things over time, but this seemed to be one of those places where we didn't learn a ton. And to pull up to pull up a uh, an article about face masks from the Mayo Clinic, and this this dates back to July 10th of 2020. It's called "Debunked Myths About Face Masks." Face masks, and this is one of the top results that you will see if you look up narratives around face masks. I forget the exact Google search, but here are four debunked myths, as they say. Myth, I'm not sick, so I don't need to wear a mask. Their response, simply put, wearing a cloth mask helps decrease the spread of COVID-19 virus. The CDC now has shown that a significant number of people with COVID-19 lack symptoms. These people do not know that they are transmitting the virus to others when they talk, sneeze, cough, or raise their voice, like singing or shouting. Wearing a mask helps to lower the transmission of respiratory droplets to other people around you. You should wear a mask to protect others, and they should wear masks to protect you. So one of the things we know is that asymptomatic spread really doesn't happen. We, we've learned this in the in the intervening two years or two, two plus years since this article was published. So that's not really a, that's not really a debunked myth. I'm not sick, so I don't need to wear a mask. The whole purpose of the mask initially in Asia and in other places was to keep infected or potentially infected people from infecting others. And if somebody doesn't feel sick, they run a very low risk of being sick and they run a very low risk of transmitting that disease to other people. So you need to wear a mask because of asymptomatic spread. I mean, this contains information, this debunking of a myth contains information which has since been debunked. So myth number two, wearing a cloth mask does not protect you from getting COVID-19. And they say, a cloth mask is worn to help protect others in case you have the virus. Countries that require face masks, testing, isolation, and social distancing early in the pandemic seem to have had some success slowing the disease's spread. Common sense also suggests that some protection is better than none. Cloth masks reduce the number of respiratory droplets a person releases into the air when talking, sneezing, or coughing. The overall number of droplets in the air is reduced when more people wear masks and this reduces the risk of being exposed to COVID-19. Again, I think a lot of information has come out in the last two years that shows that the droplets 
really don't spread the virus all that much. It's more about being in a room with a bunch of people where the virus is aerosolized in tiny little particles that go through cloth masks that go around the gaps in between the mask and someone's face. And the, lo- the more time you spend in a room that's not well ventilated with people who potentially have COVID, the more likely you are to get it. And immune system has a, has a, a significant impact in that. The, the stronger your immune system is, the more likely you are not to be susceptible to this disease. And so this is something that is a top Google result, but contains information that's, that's older. You know, there are a couple of other myths that, that, they, um, that they hit on, which I don't think are as important, but those, those two I wanted to highlight because there has been so much mixed messaging and the rules are, you know, the, the potential rules or guidelines could have been pretty simple from the start. If you don't feel well, stay at home, stay away from people, order your groceries in. If you do feel well, you know, protect yourself. You know, if you want to wear a mask, that's okay. But this, this whole idea of everybody needs to be wearing a mask and the mask police and the mask Nazis in stores and the signs, and they say, hey, you need to have a mask to come in here, putting on a mask to, you know, while standing to go into a restaurant to then sit down and take it off. There's this, that boggles the mind. I mean, at the time, it boggled the mind. Think about that. You had to wear a mask to walk into a restaurant to then walk to your table, sit down and take the mask off for an hour long dinner. You know, the, the there were people who were panicked about being in the sort of um, respiratory plume of other people. They didn't want to run by joggers who weren't wearing a mask. There were people who were running and doing cardio exercise in a mask, inhibiting themselves from getting oxygen. I mean, that's a we we really went to a place with masks, I think, that seems ridiculous and absurd now that we look back on it. And there there are too many examples to list them all. There are too many examples to count. And, you know, I I bring this up because, again, uh, today, and this is, uh, sorry, two days ago, October 4th, 2022, uh, Judicial Watch uncovers the Biden administration propaganda plan to push the COVID vaccine. And Judicial Watch listed a number of, a number of things that the, the, the administration and, and, the, and D, the Department of Health and Human Services were doing to educate the public about, their, um, about the vaccine. And that includes uh, things like vaccine engagement package to all entertainment, talent, and management agencies, vaccine engagement packages to all media companies and show producers, outreach to major culture event producers, outreach with um, WCDT, which is We Can Do This, a media company, branded engagement ideas to major businesses and associations, launch community core business chapter, start celebrity share the mics. And there are a number of other elements of this media package that you know, that tell me they, they, they want to have media figures sharing videos of themselves getting vaccinated. And, and, and this is where I think all of this mask, vaccination, COVID, everything over the last two and a half years, it wasn't about being healthy. It was about compliance. 
And a lot of people have said that. A lot of people have, you know, um, have said, oh, this is, this is about something else. Um, I touched on this in the last episode, the, the free movement of people, not allowing people to go from the United States to Canada, not allowing people to go from Russia to Estonia or Finland. There's a lot of the restriction of the free movement of people. And that was a, that was a big thing in the last two and a half years in order to travel internationally, had to get you in order to travel, had to get your vaccine, had to do this, had to do that. And there were, and you know, the free movement of people was taken away from people and they had to do something to get it back. And it's a little thing now, but who knows where, where that will go. You know, if this were about, I would say high level about, about things like vaccines, um, and, and at least the COVID-19 vaccine, it's the sort of thing that, that ought to sell itself. There, you really shouldn't need a media campaign. You really shouldn't need a, um, you know, constant reminders. Um, you know, if, if people want the thing, if they see value in it, they'll go get it. I, 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 think, I think really it's, um, well, I don't want to touch on the vaccines too much because we'll probably get shadow banned or, or demonetized or whatever. I wanted to talk more about masks. Uh, but, you know, I think that this is more about compliance and about having people believe a certain thing than it is about actual health or actual truth. Because if, if they had been truthful from the start, they would have said, look, these masks, you know, kind of work at keeping you, if you're sick, from giving it to somebody else. But we really need them for our, uh, for our healthcare apparatus. Um, please don't go out and buy them. Please, you know, don't run the prices up. Please don't do anything bad. And let's all be adults about this. I think that would have worked out a lot better. So that's all that I have for today on the independent side, and I'm going to turn it over to my producer, Mike, for the second portion. You have been listening to Unfiltered with John Edwards. So kind of going up. Well, first off, sorry, I didn't have any any coffee. That's OK. Yeah, I, I do. Have bottle. I'm, I'm not a coffee drinker. Uh, it's something I never really got got into for whatever reason. Not sure if it was the uh, I don't want to follow everyone into Starbucks, you know, kind of that thing. Or I just didn't really have a taste for it. I think that was the bottom line. But kind of going, well, first off, welcome back for your second show. Thank you very much. Unfiltered with uh, John Edwards. Um, Just to go through a few things that you uh, talked about. When I moved to New York City, we were both in New York City around the same time. That's correct. And I was there getting my master's degree. And uh, I'm a musician. I've 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 music degrees, and there are a lot of Asian students that uh, are in the halls of Juilliard and the other great music schools. And I were I I remember the first time I saw one of them wearing a mask, a young Asian girl, you know, Asian woman walking down the hall wearing a mask that we have now seen you know, uh, a lot of in the United States. And I just didn't understand. And some said, oh, well, she's probably sick. And, you know, um, they wear a mask when they're sick. Where if me and you have a cold, I've never worn a mask when I have a cold or anything. Either. Usually I just stay home. And I obviously don't go around a lot of people. You know, if I'm sick, I stay home and try to get get better. But even if I was sick and had to run to the grocery store or the, you know, Walgreens to get some uh, Sudafed or something, I still wouldn't wear a mask. It's not something that we're used to seeing in our culture. Right. Um, but I, I did find that very interesting. 
And it's so interesting how it's something that I think has been in their culture for quite some time that is now moved over to the West. Well, and, and, and thinking about something that, I mean, I wouldn't call this cultural appropriation. Well, no, but I'm just saying <laughs> but, but it's it something is. that is normal for them that is now, I, I assume, might be normal for us, where when someone is sick, they wear a mask. Yeah, so I don't think that the people walking around with masks right now are indicating to anybody that they're sick because they look perfectly healthy. I think they're they're wearing it out of out of habit, and so yeah, something that could have been potentially very useful, mm-hmm. you know, th- that that seems like a pretty uh, intelligent way to go about it. You don't feel very well. You know, you germs could come out of your mouth. You mm-hmm. put the mask on that, you know, that keeps the germs from going on other people. And visually, it also tells you, hey, this guy's not feeling well. I'm going to keep my distance. Yeah. That seems, yeah. That seems pretty smart. Yeah. But, but, I, na- but now today in America, you know, you see a person who's wearing a mask. What do you think? Right now, I think what like when I'm in when I'm at the grocery store, 99 percent of people don't have masks on. Right. And you see one guy with a mask. And I think that's just one of those weirdos who's just continuing this kind of overreaction. This this the guy who is uh, he's uh, had the Kool-Aid of the covid mask thing or he is someone with MS or I don't know, something where he literally can't afford to get covid because it's still there. Like my grandma's ninety five and she lives in a senior living a facility, and they just had another outbreak. Oh, okay. Okay, so yep. it's not like it's gone. And there could, I mean, he might have cancer. He might be on chemo. You know, so you don't know all, uh, so all these things go through my head. He's either some wackadoodle who has just got, gotten out of his bunker, who's still wearing a mask. Right. Or he is someone with, uh, what are they, w- w- uh, what are they called, uh, Pre, pro, pre-existing condition or like the morbidity yeah comorbidity. comorbidity he has a he has one of those that is just he literally cannot afford like covid to him is like covid to me is not i've had it twice well like so it's not life-threatening to me either either way the okay so so maybe maybe the mask is starting to work in that if somebody's wearing a mask now you probably just want to keep the hell away from them yes <laughs> Right. So I so either they have they have a comorbidity. Yeah. They have some kind of issue. And you don't want to. You know, yeah. You, you don't. I don't I don't know what I have. Like, oh, maybe I could pass them something. You know, maybe, yeah. maybe I could have the flu. Maybe I could have a cold. You know, I, I have probably to don't want to get them sick. Or if, if they're if they don't have a comorbidity, they're just completely insane. Yes. And it's probably in my best interest to stay, stay away, away from them. Yeah. Yeah. So the mask is now going to be <laughs> who we stay away from. Are they wearing a mask? No, no matter what, stay away. Uh, you know, so I still have to wear a mask when I visit my uh, grandma. You know, now I'm, I, yeah. I almost, I almost want to cut the now. Now that we've had that discussion, I almost want to like cut the entire discussion about masks. No, no, this the, is what yeah, the, this is the, what these shows because, are about. It, it's it's a discussion because we we really have arrived at the the original intended, you know, Asian. Yes, um, you know. Asian intent yes. of the mask. If which you're is wearing to tell it, somebody to keep, you know, yes, keep let other people know they should stay the hell away. Yeah, because I am sick yeah. or something, and if you, you know, I could possibly get you sick. But you know, so uh, right, the, the, the person yeah. wearing the mask today in America is sick. 
they have a comorbidity yeah. or they're mentally ill. Yes. And we yeah. just need to, <laughs> you just need to keep, keep away. Yeah. So it. like uh, I do have to wear a mask when I visit my uh, grandma. And okay. I was not I know you didn't want to talk about the vaccines too much, but, oh, you know, I was not a big fan of the vaccine. I was like, I don't know if I really want to get this. It came out uh-huh. pretty quickly. Way too quickly. Way too quickly. And, you know, I, but I was visiting my grandma one day mm-hmm. and this was. Well, first off, there was a there was a time where I couldn't even enter the building. If I had to bring her something, hairspray, lipstick, makeup, you know, like whatever she, uh, she needs, I would just have to leave it in the little entryway and then the workers would take it to her. OK, okay so I wasn't even allowed to see her. I, I didn't see her for months, months and months and months. Right. That's tough. Then when I was finally able to go back. I wore my mask and everything, and I remember walking through, and they were all like having lunch. They, there's like a common eating area, right? It's like a cafeteria mm-hmm. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, man, one cough, and I could take out this whole building. <laughs> I swear that's what I was thinking. And I thought, you know what? I, but I do have to say something else, too. There was that, and then I had a doctor's appointment, just a regular doctor's appointment, you know, mm-hmm. the yearly physical. He goes, why why aren't you vaccinated? I said, uh, you know, I don't know. I just have any. He goes, well, I'm not going to be seeing patients um, who aren't vaccinated, which is not legal, by the way. Okay. Because I have a, we have lots of friends who uh, who are doctors, and I've asked about this. Yeah, it's not legal. He guilted me into getting it. So then I leave my doctor's appointment. I got 50, 90-year-olds in a building. My doctor basically telling me that I'm some second-class citizen that won't get health care because I'm not vaccinated. And I broke down and went to Giant Eagle, and, and I got vaccinated. And I, 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 I don't want to say I regret it, but I, I felt like it wasn't my decision. I felt like I was, I was kind of pressured because I don't go see my grandma every day. Okay, so, so, so does, I mean, this very much ties to um, what I was talking about, you know, do you want to give some, are, are we giving people the, the straight dope? Are we giving them the information or are we playing tricks on them? Yeah. And, yeah. you know, oh, well, we're not going to be seeing patients that, that aren't vaccinated. It's like, well. I don't think that's, that's allowed. That's not legal. Yeah. Plus, we have virtual stuff now. Yeah. I mean, unless he has to, unless like there's something physically where he has to touch me or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, I mean, I could just see him. If it's a regular physical thing yeah. where he's just refilling like prescriptions and asking me how I feel and, you know. So you are totally right. Yeah. You know, there, I mean, there's. That there's, was a shitty thing for him to say. I'm just going to throw that out there. That was a very shitty thing. And I don't think it was ethical. I don't think it it, it was right. I think it was like, listen, here, I'm a, I'm a physician. Here is my knowledge of the vaccine. Doctors are like like I'm advisors, right? I yeah. mean, they, they're really yeah. I'm advisors. Michael, you are 50 pounds overweight, which is true. You really should lose weight. Yes. He, but he, that, I mean, okay. He, he's yeah. not taking me to the gym. He's advising right. me. And then I have to then take his advice and act on it. Michael, you really should be vaccinated. Here's why. Yeah. Not, I'm not going to see you if you're not vaccinated. There, there you go. Okay. Right. Okay. It's like, yes. okay. It's like, hey, Michael, I can lay out this. I can lay out all of these cases why, you know, you should lose X pounds. That's why I was saying, yes. yes. It's like, yes, that's the right way to go yeah. about it is to say, hey, here are all of these yeah. statistics. It's really going to benefit you in X, Y, Z way. Yes. This is a thing you should do. That, that's how things should be. Here are the benefits of wearing them. Now, I heard 
that the, the cloth masks were the only mask that actually works is the N95. Right. And now my sister is a doctor. She wears like a N100, N1000. It, it looks like a like like a big military double connected. Double. Oh, my God. It's like it's like formed to her face because she deals with covid patients, obviously, okay. like, like in the hospital. But I was told that anything under the N95, whether it's a handkerchief or a pair of underwear, doesn't doesn't even do do anything really it's more it's more of a comfort it's well, more like to make you feel like you're you're like a part of it well and this, you're you're helping you're an ally bingo <laughs> the stand the, the blue and white mask people <clears throat> we used to do this all the time at two years ago you put the mask on you go <sighs> and you can just feel all of the you know yeah. droplets are coming yes. out and uh, there, I, I remember two years ago people talked about the the aerosolized droplets versus mm -hmm. the, the bigger droplets and yeah. maybe you had you know only so much of it. There we were got people so many go, droplets we're gonna do the droplets there were, there were <laughs> all of these people on Substack <laughs> and Twitter talking about you know and, and it all feels very um very deceptive and i think that's why i wanted why i was talking about influencers like it's, yeah it's deceptive yes. if you if you tell somebody you know oh um you know masks really won't do all of that all that much in early march and then you tell them later oh no masks are great we only told you that because we didn't want you to hoard ppe it's like it's just it's just just tell us don't hoard ppe like yeah. hey these masks might it's you know. like manipulating society well no i completely 100 yes, percent agree that covid no covid in the beginning was slightly about health and healthcare, right and then it that just went way out and it only became about compliance and control to see how much they can get control over the people well and and i think and i think when it made sense Everybody, everybody fell in line yeah. and, and, and behaved appropriately. I mean, you yeah. couldn't, when they said 15 days to slow the spread, everybody went, all right, here we go, yeah. boys. You know, two weeks, two weeks at home and then, watch a lot and of Netflix. Then six months later, we're still two weeks to, I have a friend. Well, right. And then 30 days to flatten the curve. Yeah. Remember that one? Like, like then, I have a friend, he used to post like, you know, day 650 or, or whatever of of the two week or 15 day flatten the curve like like it was yeah. a 15 day flatten the curve and then he just kept counting like he kept posting memes of you know day 162 of the fifth the 15 day flatten the curve like you know what i mean that kind of right, thing right you know because it's kind of a ridiculous concept uh it's not like one action was yeah. going to stop covid 15 days staying at home it needed to be like you said this overall listen uh, if you feel sick, wear a mask, uh, you know, what, what they really should have done was just try to get everyone an N95, a legit mask. I don't know the logistics of that. Believe me, I have no idea, but listen, we well, could that's, talk an, that's another part of it. It's like you get, do something to wear a mask and you had, you know, you had people wearing their own underwear over exactly. their face. Yeah. You, know, you had, you had people doing whatever they were, you know, wrapping shirts around themselves. And it was like, whatever you could do to save the PPE, that was okay. You, but then it's like, yeah. well, that mask isn't good enough. You need this no, mask. Exactly. And, and now, and, and now actually you, need two. you need two masks. Yeah. Yeah. And not only do you need two masks, you need, and, and, and if I, if I go back to, because this one, this one gets me, and I'm, I, I won't, I won't ask you about your medical status, but the, the, the definition of vaccinated changed. Yes. If you got the I, first shot. Yes. You had to then get the second shot in yeah. order to be in order to be fully vaccinated. So if you only got the one shot out of the two, and initially, then you weren't technically fully vaccinated. Mm -hmm. 
And then and then as time went on in 2021, if you didn't get the booster, you then weren't fully vaccinated. So you could have gotten the two initially at the beginning, but not the booster six months later. And then so so then the the terms started to change. There was vaccinated, fully vaccinated. There was up to date. Mm -hmm. There was uh, current. Mm -hmm. And so the terminology started to change. Yeah. And now they've got they've got the bivalent vaccine for BA5 and BA6. There, there are about, and the, the the thing that always, always kind of blows my mind is that this, this was announced. And then a couple of days later, some of these companies were like, oh yeah, we have, we have a, a solution for that. There's now a lawsuit between Pfizer and Moderna over patents. Okay. I mean, I'm, I'm, I, I have, I've stopped following all of the vaccine stuff did yeah this is the other thing you, you get you get this stuff out mm-hmm. there in the media and there's a whole bunch of on one side and yeah. there's a whole bunch on the other side and you know i've forgotten more about masks in the yeah. last two and a half <laughs> years than 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 i know right now well i, I used I to be able I, to tell you oh well you know yeah it was this day when this yeah. person said and then the mask mandate and yeah. the, the, and I, all of that stuff it's like it's it's forgotten yeah and I fear it's going to disappear because that happened, mm-hmm. right? There, do you remember, remember you'd go into a restaurant and they'd be like, well, you need to have your mask on. And so people would put the mask on, walk into the restaurant, sit yeah. down and take the mask yeah. off. So, and you'd have some total, you know, 45 seconds worth of mask wearing going in yeah. and coming out. And then go into the bathroom, you have to have your mask on and, and coming back. But then, Oh, and there for, were people who would say, you, you yeah. can't go to the bathroom without your mask yeah. on. Well, you know, from, you know, from the Olive the, Garden, the same, they're there, they're like eating the breadstick, you point the breadstick <laughs> at you. You can't go to the bathroom without the mask on. You know, but it's interesting, oh, going, going back to my uh, grandmother, the same yeah. thing is happening there where you have... All of these 65 and up people, they have to wear their mask when they're walking around, Mm -hmm. but then they're all in a big dining room together. So the way that this facility works is all of their meals are provided in one common area. Right. Same thing. They have to go from their apartment down to that area. Then the mask comes off so so they can eat. It's just something that you can't avoid. Now, during the height of the pandemic, they were not allowed to leave their apartments. The food was brought to them. But now, since things have you know calmed down a couple years later, now they can go back to the dining room. But it's the same thing, you know. We have eight new cases, you, you know. You know, uh, but they're all in the dining room together. There's a side. But of how it, long? There's a, there's a side of me that feels like these people that are still good to go in this facility. Yeah, it it ain't gonna get them. Yeah, my it's like my, it, my grandmother. Know. Yeah, ninety five. Yeah, tested positive twice, not one symptom. Not one. Well, so, so not even a cough. So you bring up they only tested her because her caregiver tested positive. So protocol right. is you have to test anyone that that caregiver has seen in the past 48 hours or whatever. You know, you have to test. And they called me and said she tested positive. I called my siblings and I said, guys, grandma, 93 at the time or whatever. And we were like, oh, no, grandma. Oh, no. Did she you- goes, what's COVID? What's this? What's the virus? You, I said, I don't feel bad. I feel good. I'm like, well, grandma, it's okay. Call me if you have a cough. And I not even a symptom. Did you did you ever go down the the PCR testing rabbit hole? So what do you mean? Okay. So you know, there's we, we could talk. I, I I like talking about the things where like I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get into trouble. It's it's funny, it's like it's called unfiltered, but I'm still yeah. like, I don't really want to talk about the vaccine. <laughs> yeah. 
we'll, hey, <laughs> maybe we'll get there. If, if we we'll, get, we'll get canceled, there, you know, that's, yeah. that's good publicity if we get canceled. That's actually a good point. Yeah. So the, the PCR <laughs> testing, the, the way they do this, they, they get, you know, um, they get some, you know, saliva, phlegm, whatever it is. Yeah. And they, they put it through us. They put it through all of these cycles. This was, they talked about the cycle threshold. So you put this thing through, you know, 40 cycles of trying to replicate some particular DNA to look for a, a particles of the virus. That's, that's roughly how the, how the PCR test works. And early on, the, the guy who invented the PCR test, multiple scientists, they said, you know, if you are doing it at 40 cycles, you're, you know, if there's just fragments of the DNA of this virus, you're going to find it. Yeah. And so it, it's possible that like SARS-CoV-1 could trigger it. And if you had some SARS-CoV-1 DNA just kind of hanging out in your body, maybe you had COVID in January. Yeah. And you got over it, but then somebody gave you a test and you still had some sort of junk DNA floating around from mm -hmm. the virus. It would find it. Yeah. So a lot of these like asymptomatic cases were more like false positives. Sure. It was, it was people who'd been exposed to the virus. Maybe they never got sick. Maybe they got a little sick. Mm -hmm. You know, it, like like your grandmother, maybe she was a little sick with that test. You know, that's the thing, though. But it's she was never hospitalized. Right. She never was on like a respirator. Yeah, maybe she was a little sick, but not enough to move any needle to alert me, my siblings, or the, or the staff. Well, it well it, but it was enough to move the needle of a PCR yes. test. Oh, at, yes. Oh yes, at, yes, yes, yes. At forty yeah. cycles. Yeah. Okay. And All so right. there were recommendations that really what you what you should do for the PCR testing was take it down to something like thirty six or thirty two cycles because every cycle that you put it through it multiplies in, in it, right doubles it. Yeah. And so with all of those doublings, you know, the later cycles really create a whole bunch and and. You know, you might have like a little bit of the virus floating around in your body, but for the most part, you're you're okay. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, I'm I'm not a doctor, but I I do know how the 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 how the PCR test worked, and and I remember reading everything that people were saying about it. And it's like that that cycle threshold was it was a huge thing and was causing a lot of false positives. It was causing a lot of this attention to asymptomatic spread. Yeah, and you know, we don't talk about asymptomatic spread anymore because most people kind of looked at that and they were like oh yeah you know the medical professionals are like oh yeah you know if this is doing if you're doing 40 cycles to to replicate this dna that's too many yeah and you're gonna get and you're gonna get false positives off of you know junk virus in somebody's body and and i also thought it was funny i think it was somebody like i think it was somebody like trump who said you know you know, can you can you believe with the testing where you know you, apparently you can sneeze on somebody and give them COVID, but in order to find it, they got to jam something up to the back of your head, <laughs> up your nose, and into the back. Yeah, and and and, yeah. and that's and that was the kind of thing that always sort of made me go, "Hey, that's a really good point." That is a good point. Like, think about that. You could you could just sneeze on somebody. And you're, you're wearing a mask so that you can't sneeze on somebody yeah. and just give them COVID. But in order to test you for COVID, they need to take something and jam it up your nose they and have into to the tickle, back of your head, tickle your brain. Well, every time I've been tested, yeah. I've only done th where you drive through the pharmacy. Oh, and you and they just you just you do it yourself. They they put it through the little drawer thing, mm -hmm. and you don't have to stick it all the way up. You just do a few twirls in your nostril, hold it, yeah. and then you put it in a bucket. And Quest Diagnostics picks it up and uh, 
takes care of it. So I've never actually now my sister, who's a doctor, you know, in the hospital, they were tested all the time and she right. had her brain tickled a lot. And she it's very un, uncomfortable. Yeah, that's I watched good. my I watched it happen to, to my grandma. That's uh, and I'm, I, I'm not doing that. I've had a couple of the brain tickles. Yeah, I've had some it. of the, you know, I actually, I, 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 I no longer get tested. No, no. I, I refuse to. You know what? If I was, if I got sick, like a sinus infection kind of sickness or, you know, yep. I think I, I mean, the last time I had COVID, the first time I thought I was going to die, I really should have gone to the hospital, but I didn't. I was kind of stubborn. The second time it was like a regular cold. When was the first time? Oh boy. Uh, it was around Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving. Okay. And I remember that. So, um, so what March it started March. So the following, the following, the yeah. following November, yeah. I was in bed for two weeks. I, I, I coughed for two weeks. Oof. I thought my voice is going to be, for those who do not know, I'm an opera singer. I thought my voice was going to be gone. I thought I, this is going to destroy my, my, my instrument. And I just, but couldn't do anything about it. And I thought to get a ventilator shoved in, they can paralyze your vocal cords. I was like, you know what, if I'm going to fight, this is my time, it's my time. If I can't sing anymore, why even live? If I can't do any radio or podcasting, if my voice is shot, well, might as well sayonara. So I just stayed in bed for two weeks. And one day I woke up and I wasn't like, well, but I was better. It's kind of like mono. Yes, where, it's a lot like mono. So mono, when I had mono in college, I was deathly ill for two weeks. My 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 tonsils were like golf balls in the back of my throat. And then one morning I woke up and I was better, but you know, mono lingers. But right. so does COVID. I couldn't breathe properly for weeks after my initial two-week death thing that I had, where I literally I was showering coughing. I was because I had to at least be yeah. clean one day a week or something. I'd be in the shower hacking my lungs out, trying to yeah. like, shampoo my hair and soap up, you know. And then, but if I laid on my right side at the right angle, I'd stop cough. I'd stop coughing. If I if I had a certain angle, but if I if I deviated a, a degree, I would just hack away, hack away. So you know, I I I had it back in uh, March April of twenty twenty. Yeah, and. Like I, like OG COVID. Yeah, in New York. That, that's OG in New, COVID. In New York, man. Yeah. And wow. I didn't really have the cough. Yeah. But I had the like the chills and yeah. the shivers and the sweats yeah. for like w one two days. Yeah. But like you were saying, like mono for then like two weeks, I was just, like, I almost couldn't walk to the kitchen. I'm yeah. Out of breath. Tired. Yeah. Like I like I remember in college, I um remember the pulse ox. Did you ever get a pulse ox? Mm -mm. That was one of the ways to test. Um, we we used to have when my when my grandmother had um, when she was sick, we had a pulse ox to maintain to like to to check how how much how much oxygen oh, she was sure. getting. Yeah, and that was a way to test to see if you had COVID to see where your blood oxygen level was. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, my mom sent me one of those and, you know, I remember yeah. it being relatively relative, like a lot lower than Yeah, We have a mutual friend. His went down to like the seventies. Really? And he had to go to the hospital. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. 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 No, but th that, that's understandable though, because it is all about lung capacity. You know, I mean, who knows what my lung capacity was when I was sick, but I was coughing so much. It didn't matter. Well, and uh, you know, it's, it, it's funny to hear you say that about, you know, like the, like them telling us what, what we should do. It's like, you weren't told directly what to do by your doctor. It was like, he was manipulating you. Mm -hmm. He was like, well, you're, you know, I'm yeah. not going to be able to see you. 
if you don't. That that reminds it's me. It's not of just like, me. He said, and I'm paraphrasing, but he yeah. said, "I'm considering not seeing unvaccinated patients." Something along those lines, like those who I mean. So not so so, and that's interesting. Like from thinking about like the knight and the knave and yeah. those logic puzzles. Yeah, that's not anything definitive. Yeah, you know what exactly. I mean. Like that's that that might not get him in trouble. No, 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 well, he, right, he has right. to work because I could have complained. Right. I could have easily emailed whoever at UPMC, I don't even know who, and said, listen, um, I understand the importance of uh, public health and vaccines and the seriousness of COVID, but, you know, I'm feeling bullied yeah. into getting the vaccine and I feel like it's not my decision. Yeah. It's my doctor bullying me into getting the you know what or to making said um decision and not 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 giving me the information right about why just saying and they didn't have package inserts at that time what do you mean well, so, oh oh you mean like when you get like your yeah. your prescription and it tells you all the side effects and or or what or yeah. all the information yeah that's called a package insert yeah just just they it's just, it's just jab and go well you, you we're gonna so, jab and go folks we're gonna jab and go. The, the No Agenda guys had a had a great clip the other day of just oh. get the damn jab, get the damn Come on, shot, man. get the damn yeah. Well, Come on, man, get the jab. No one fucks with with Biden. Oh, did you hear that? <laughs> Nobody fucks with a Biden. <laughs> oh man. Uh, well, frankly, love frankly hot, I've seen a lot of yeah. prostitutes fucking with yeah, Hunter Biden. Yeah, that's but right. That's, but I love hot yeah. mic stuff. Hot mic stuff is oh, just yeah. it's hysterical. It's hysterical. But, uh, oh, you know what? We could talk for hours about this stuff because yeah. it's such a dense and interesting. Uh, we've gone through You know what? Did, I, did anything, else, anything else resonate with you there in, that, well, in, in the solo well, portion? You know, I, I have to say, the, the, I don't really follow influencers. It's okay. not really something that I'm like into. Right. Um, but, I, you know, I, I love the influence. These people live off of likes, shares, and subscribes or, or whatever. Right. I mean, without the followers, they're working at Starbucks or they're just a, a, a fitness guy at Crunch, which they still might be a, a, a personal trainer. I'm at Crunch. But, you know, without the followers, they don't get, you know, the... You know, they don't get uh, Nike. You know, I'm just making this up. You know, say, yeah. hey, wear our T-shirt. We'll pay you. Make sure to wear a Nike T-shirt. Right. When you make your TikToks or reels or or whatever. And so to make their lives fantastical in, in a way, to make it almost seem impossible, it, it's it, it it's like it's clickbait. You oh, know, for so sure. there oh, was for sure. I'm obsessed with serial killers. I just finished the Jeffrey Dahmer show. OK. And I'm scrolling through, um, I'm scrolling through YouTube. That's all I do all day is watch YouTube. And uh, <laughs> because I was doing a little research on Jeffrey Dahmer, like I wanted to watch his actual interviews because they they do a little interviewing with Jeffrey Dahmer in the show, like the police. Mm -hmm. But they kind of, you know, how sometimes a character might be. Uh, a combination of multiple like real people yeah, like just yeah. just for dramatic purposes they they it's just too much to have so like one character right, he might have like one shrink in the know, show but he really but, had like six shrinks yeah, and but, kind but, of, but they just but, yeah, kind of put yeah. it all together so yep. i've been watching some of his real interviews about you know eating people and stuff and uh you know just just casual eating people and um uh there was this video of you know serial killer memorabilia you know, like serial killer um, collection. 
So it's, it's this it's this guy who's a collector, and it but it was clickbait because the majority of the video was like Tom Brady jerseys and 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 he you know only at the end did he even have something from John Wayne Gacy. You know what I mean? Like I expected a thirty minute video of like these are Ted Bundy's shoes. Or, you know, this is, you know, it, it was just, there was a little bit of it, but this guy who made this video knows that if you put serial killer in all caps right in the front, it's going to, and then in the small print, it's going to people like me who hope like these are Jeffrey Dahmer's glass, you know, how he wore those like, yeah, like dad yeah. glasses. These are a pair of his real glasses, like, because they know it's, it's clickbait, but I did want to mention Praying for a half hour is possible. It just depends on how you pray. As a Catholic, the rosary itself can take over 20 minutes if you say it, if you do it properly. There's devotionals, there's, there's chaplets. Even reading the Bible in a meditative way is considered praying. So I, 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 I find the idea of praying for 30 minutes is possible. I've done okay. it. It's feasible. However, what I think you're trying to say is, it's it's not realistic within the course of everything else. Well, so it's how it's how it's being presented. Where look, this is it's like you know to get my abs, you got to wake up, do ten minutes of sunshine, you know, you know, and then cardio, and it's like all these things that really help get that six pack. But realistically, to do these things in the morning, you know, so, so okay, okay, yeah. well, you know, there you go. Yes, it is possible to it pray is, it for is 20 possible. minutes. It's possible to pray for an hour. You can, yes. Uh, it, it, I'm, I'm sure, you know, the, the, there are uh, the, the Muslim call to prayers. I mean, that's, that's, a, yeah. that's, a, that's a lot of and, prayer And in the Catholic day. religion, it's called the, um, the liturgy of the hours. The liturgy mm -hmm. of the hours is technically any Catholic could do it, but you pray five, six times a day. There's morning. So you can buy like the book of the liturgy yep. of the hours. Yep. I'm aware of this. And you know what I mean? And, but usually the, it, it not a lot of lay Catholics do it. It's more like the priests and the nuns, you know, they they kind of focus on that kind of thing. So they're praying for hours a day, uh, either just with people, either. Mm -hmm. I mean, the, the Catholic mass is a prayer in itself. Even the, you know, the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. That is a that is a prayer. Yes. You know, they're praying all the time. Um, however, what we're talking about here is someone who is, you know, trying to get clicks. Well, and, and, and I think also comparing, comparing that, um, that morning routine at 4.30 a.m. Yeah. prayer, 5 a.m. something else. Yeah. With the, uh, the, the fitness influencer, mm -hmm. the, you know, you need 10,000 steps. It's like, mm -hmm. yes, 10,000 steps is a great goal. But like, if I go into my, my Apple health here, let me, let me look yeah. this up. Well, so the, the 10,000 steps is a pretty, uh, that's a pretty, um, arbitrary number. If you know, if you if you were like Mike, I'm going to help you get back into shape. Okay. Right. What? Well, what what you would do is say, okay, wear your smartwatch for a day or or, or your Fitbit. Go about your normal routine, mm -hmm. and at the end of the day, clock how many steps. Let's say it's two thousand. Right. Yep. You know what would be a, a great um improvement? Four thousand, not ten. Ten would be great. Just double it. Figure out a way right. to double it. And then if one day you get to 10,000, when I sold cars, I would do 12 to 15,000 steps a day. 
Because you're walking, running around, just walking the, around, just walking yeah. around. Because if a car is all the way on the other side of the lot, I got to go and get it. Yeah, you know, you know, if, if I, you know. I mean, there's tons of walking around in the car business. So really, the thing about steps is, you just need to improve on what you're doing right now, and build upon it. I mean, going from two thousand to ten thousand. That might not be feasible for you. You might not have the lung capacity. You might not have the cardiac health to do that, you know, depending on your on your situation. And I'm I'm looking at I'm just looking at my, you know, Apple health sure. step counts to get it to get a sense here. You know, over the last month, my my step count's been about forty seven hundred. Now, you know, that might I don't know if I always take my phone with me when I run or sure. when I get you know, yeah. step count could be higher, it could be lower, yeah. you know, all that stuff. But but I guess that's that's where I'm going with the with like the 30 minutes of prayer. Maybe she is doing 30 minutes of prayer. Yeah. Um, maybe this guy, his daily non-negotiables, you know, he gets up, he bangs out, you know, a coffee. He's got his coffee in hand yep. while he does his 15 minute walk mm-hmm. to get, his, you know, to get a thousand steps. And then he's got his, you know, after, you know, you could take all of those health things and kind of shovel them into about two, you know, two hours. Yeah. Two, three hours. That doesn't leave a lot of the rest of the day. If you work an eight hour job yeah. and it takes you, you know, half an hour commute each way. So that's another hour. And then yeah. you've got kid responsibilities and stuff like that. That's a full day. Yeah. And, yeah. and and that's I guess that's why I'm I love the idea of 30 minutes of prayer. That that seems so wholesome, right? That seems yeah. so wonderful. And you know, that you seems understand admirable. That, that prayer, whether it's Christian prayer or whatever, is meditation. So if you're not into Christianity, you don't want to pray to God or Jesus. The the me, it's it's really meditation. So and and yeah. a lot of people are doing meditation. Yeah, but still, yeah, I, it's what, it's thirty what? minutes of like twenty to thirty minutes of just s- silent. Re- now, as a Catholic, Reflection. we have a lot of uh, written prayers. The mm-hmm. our, our Father, Hail Mary, you know, um, the, the Rosary, a lot of things that we can recite. Uh, I don't necessarily have to sit there and go. Uh, God, uh, yesterday I ate too much. I shouldn't have those chicken fingers. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like we, we can say a lot of repetitive kind of meditative prayers, uh, writ, written prayers, but, um, uh, have you ever gone into stoicism? No. Like Marcus Aurelius? No. Like, like, like meditations, the book? No. I got into it a little bit and okay. I read it and there's a whole thing about like, you know, 30 day challenge of doing Marcus Aurelius's morning or like a, a routine. Apparently he had this like morning routine. He, he was an early influencer. Okay. If you kind of okay. look Got at it. stoicism and Marcus Aurelius and his morning routine, and I, I think it's him. I'm pretty sure it, it's him. I could be wrong. Cause there's a lot of stoic authors, but I'm pretty sure Marcus Aurelius had this like morning routine that he did. And people do like a 30 day challenge of, you know, meditation and running, or I don't know what it is. Cause I've never really like, like looked into oh, it. Like 75 hard and whole 30, yeah. all of these, you know, 30 day. Yeah. And it's challenges. kind of like, yeah. it's about discipline. And okay. I can see how these influencers, whether they do it or not, if other influencers are, are doing it, okay, I'm going to post my non-negotiables or I'm going to post the 10 things I do in the morning, like the 10 things I do before I, my, my first cup of coffee or something. It's 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 quick. I do like two things before my first well, cup of coffee. Well, I'm just I'm just and it's saying, like get out yeah, of bed and then pour the coffee. <laughs> and yeah, make the coffee. But it's it's very it's quick. Right. It's easily digestible. Like if I click on an article 
the 10 mm-hmm. best computers. I don't know. I just made that up. And it's all pros. And it doesn't have in bold one, two, three, four. I don't, I don't read it. It's not digestible when it's in pros. I don't want to search for the 10 best. I want to see them real bold. These are the 10 best computers with a blurb under it. If I want to read more, I'm not an Apple guy. So if number one's an Apple, I'm skipping down. I don't care to read about the Apple. I want to see the list of the 10 and then I'll read the blurbs. I'll read the little essay on the ones that I'm interested in. Right. So so in defense of the influencer, we don't want to hear that really she prayed from, you know, 430 to 435 or what she prayed and then was making her kids lunch. Yeah. Now, this is the thing in the list. The list is digestible, right? Okay. So let's say I, I let's say I found her without you you mentioning. Oh, she she prays. And then I'll look for maybe what her prayer life is like. I don't need to hear it in that post. I want to see that she prays. I want to see the headline mm-hmm. and then maybe try to find the the more specific. Here's my devotional. Here's my Bible. Here's Here's maybe she's Catholic. Here's 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 my rosary. It was my grandmother's. Mm-hmm. So you know that's a different post. That's the, but the, the the bullet point is the is the quick grab. Here here's here's what I'm about, and if I'm interested, I'll like or I'll follow. But if I read the ten and go, I don't freaking do pull ups. I I move on. Does that make sense? That that makes it makes perfect. Does that makes sense. sense? I, I, it, it makes sense, and I I guess where where we're kind of going with this is like it does need to be boiled down in the, yeah. in the Instagram world. It does need to be succinct. And, yeah. And, you know, she's probably not going to get a lot of traction on a post where it's like, wake up 4 a.m., read news on phone 405. Yeah. You know, no, drink, it, drink some water. It has and, to seem unrealistic. OK, I just recently. Yeah, yeah, it does have to seem unrealistic. I just recently restarted watching Days of Our Lives. OK, so. I just happened to be scrolling through my Instagram and it was like, I, like, like NBC. Okay. Days of our lives is a soap opera on NBC. Yep. Very long yep. running from like the 1960s. My mother watched it for over 30 some odd years. Right. Okay. I remember watching it as a kid because when I got home from school, that's when days was on and I couldn't change the channel to cartoons. Mom was watching her stories. So I remember as a kid, right. these, these, these same actors, same characters from when I was a little kid 30 years ago. Same people. It's incredible. Actually, I, I, I'd love to be Brad Pitt famous, but like as an actor, a soap opera gig is great. You could play the same character for 30 years. You don't have to travel. You work at the same lot. You get paid. It's the same character. You don't have to reinvent yourself. Actually, it's not a bad gig. Now, why, why do I bring this up? And it's a lot of those people like like Jack Wagner from yeah, uh, from yeah, Melrose Place. Yeah, it's a this, lot of those like really good looking people. And they're all kind of like you know they 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 n- none of them work. They're all multi millionaires somehow. Right. They all like they're CEO of some company. Like you know what I mean? It's very but it's all in this little town like outside of Chicago. It's like this like little you know fake a town. Hamlet, a Hamlet. Uh, yeah, a little Hamlet, yeah, right? Right. So I saw that. You know, uh, Days of Our Lives will now be exclusively on on NBC streaming service Peacock. It's no longer on TV. It's only on Peacock. I have I have Peacock. So, well, I just, so what's on TV instead of Days of Our Lives now? I don't know. Old and the Beautiful? I don't know. A new one? I don't know. Today Show, you know, it's four? A, it's exclusively on Peacock, which okay. I found, which I find odd because I associate um, 
days of our lives and soap operas in general with people that don't know how to use streaming, like my like my grandma or an older woman. Like my mom would be furious. Like I would have to get Peacock on the TV, teach her how to get to it. You know what I mean? They're not the people who I think watch days of our lives are not streaming. Business theory here. Okay. I know why they're doing it. To, to milk more money out of that audience. That audience yeah. is never going to, they're never going to drop days of our lives. So you can push them off of the ad platform yes. onto yes. the paid platform. So I bring this up about this unrealisticness, unrealisticness, whatever the word is, of influencers is I'm watching days of our lives and the stories are so ridiculous. As I watched it, as I turned it on for the first time in years, they're like, did you hear Stefan is back? Stefan's been dead for four years. No, he was kept on ice and they finally found him a new heart. And then he just like walks in the room, which is not medically possible. I don't think it's medically possible. If you freeze someone, unthaw them, put in a new heart, they're going to be walking around. And I'm thinking, this is the most ridiculous shit in the world. I'm like this, but because they just want the character back. I remember there was this one character in Days they have killed and brought back fifty times, you know. Or what they do is like if the actor's not available, they just won't show his face or something. He's like a mystery man for years. The character was only a hand with like a ring, you know what I mean? It's just so. But you know what I, I asked my mom, my, mom, my mom about it once. She goes, if it was realistic, I wouldn't watch it. You know what? That I I, I feel the same way if it about mimicked, like, if it mimicked real life. Why am I watching it? I feel the I same. I live way. a real life. Exactly. Exactly. It's like it's like Grand Tour and Top Gear. Yeah. You know when they they take those cars and they mod them yeah. and they look ridiculous and then they drive them around and they and they almost it, you can tell intentionally take them down these stupid tight narrow pathways yes. in European cities they know that they're not going to fit through. They know they're going to scrape them. Yeah. That's intentional. Yes. It's, it's entertainment. It's, it, exactly. It's, you it's, would it's, never do yeah. that with a supercar. No, you would never do that. No, but Jeremy Clarkson and Richard Hammond, yeah. they are, they can do that with, yes. a, with a McLaren. They can yes. do that with a Lamborghini. Like yeah. they can, they can scrape the bottom of, and, yeah. and there's probably some theatrics. To yes, it, I'm sure. Right? But that the, the, they're doing things with vehicles that we can't, Right, that we that that no one would ever do. Yes, and and, on, and well on purpose. <laughs> right, well, yeah, because correct, we've correct, all correct, seen the correct. the videos of the McLaren underwater in Florida. Right, we've that obviously seen, was not right, ideal. Right, we've all seen people peel out and yes. just you know from a cars and coffee, and then yeah. next thing you know they're in the they're yes. in the median. Exactly, Th but that happens. Well, you you make a really good point, which is if if it weren't over the top, people wouldn't no. wouldn't consume it. No. It, it and in a way, it's these influencers need to be larger than it's. It's like the thought that I had coming coming into this podcast was a lot of these influencers are really no different from the 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 models that they would be in another context. You know, we look at like Christy Turlington mm -hmm. and Kathy Ireland and mm -hmm. Cindy Crawford. You know, they put beautiful women in an advertisement wearing, you know, so I don't know, Chanel or something like that. Yeah. And, and you look at them and, and the point is to get you to look at the beautiful person. Yeah. And, I mean, and then you, and then you buy the thing. So an Instagram influencer is no different. You're already looking at like they're beautiful. You want to look at them. Yes. So, and so they're selling you something like they, they are a living advertisement. It's yes. just, 
it's just instead of being a flat picture and a little bit of you know tabloid mm-hmm. for you know Cindy Crawford marrying whoever yeah she married, I don't even know yeah Richard Gere maybe yeah instead of that it's you know someone like the Kardashians or you know Paige Spiranak you know they, these like these these living Instagram models who then uh, they they have lives and it's like oh hey you know here's this thing that I like golf. Yeah. Then people are like, ah, the yeah. greatest golf influencer. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, I've seen, I, I, saw, I once saw this extremely attractive young woman as a golf influencer. I don't know who it is, but for all I know, she's a crappy golfer, but she looks like a Playboy model. Well, and, and, and she has probably a million followers of her on the golf course. And she's like, I'm here, you know, um, reviewing this golf course. And for all I know, she's as bad as I am. But as long as the video shows her hitting a ball straight, that's all she needs. Well, and again, she might be a phenomenal golfer. I, I don't know who this person is. I'm just saying in right. general, just just the 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 quick first um, impression is she's found a niche. I'm gonna I'm gonna golf in a very short like tennis skirt with her cleavage let's just be honest right yes i'm gonna get some guy to film me hit a golf ball straight maybe after 50 tries and then and then we're gonna go golfing quote i'm doing air quotes well the, i don't okay. know though i mean for all i know she's a freaking wpga golfer but when you look at just the quick package i might follow that as a 12 year old boy because she has big boobs well and and that's and i think that's like that's at the heart of it they may have taken 50 takes yeah Right. And you don't know most of most of our conversation. You know, some stuff will get edited out of my solo portion at the beginning. But like this has been all extemporaneous. We've just been, you know, we've just been rolling. Yeah. Not a lot of it's going to get chopped out. Yeah. And 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 so this this will go and live. Mm -hmm. And we don't know how many balls it took her to hit that one straight. Same thing goes for, you know, the dude perfect guys. Remember them? They do those like trick shots. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's all. No idea. Yeah. And I've actually heard a lot of that is uh, green. They use green screen stuff. Oh, sure. Oh, yeah. for sure. Yeah. I mean, the people. Have you ever seen the people who do like the ping pong ball videos yes, where I, they like bounce I, them off? Of I the hear pots? a lot of those are like green screen stuff now. I'm sure. Yeah. But though I have to say their their reaction when it works feels to me very genuine. That they have tried it 1,000 times and it finally hit off the pots in the right way to get into the solo cup. But I've, I've heard some people are using like green screen stuff. First off, well, and, first and, and, off, think about this. Yeah. There's some kid in Iowa yeah. buying green screen material off Amazon and then figuring out how to use it. Like I, I, I wouldn't even know how to use it. Like it's, it's incredible the amount of money and time and effort people are putting into social media just for the hope that they might get 100,000 subscribers and that someone calls them and says, wear our product, show our product and we'll pay you money. You so know, you don't have to go to college. And it's like the lottery. It's the because lottery. It, yeah, it really is the lottery because you have a whole bunch of people and or like, you know mining for gold the yeah. gold rush in california you've got a whole bunch of people going out there yeah. making instagram videos making tiktok videos hoping yeah. to be what the next it? big star yeah. and 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 what and what's happening i i went to best buy mm-hmm. yesterday and i noticed you know they they didn't have like the 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 camera backpacks i was looking for a camera mm-hmm. backpack they didn't have camera backpacks but they did have 
a whole bunch of shit for being an influencer. Yes. Ring lights. Ring lights. Stands. Yep. Podcasting equipment. It's all up microphones. front. Staples the it's, same way. The, it's it, all up it, front. It is. There. I mean, these companies are selling that stuff. Yeah. And so you've probably got, you've probably got a couple of people who are, you know, Mr. Beast. Yep. And. Well, it's just uh, like anything. You got 10,000 dudes today. Right. Just moved to LA to be an actor. But only one of them gets to be Brad Pitt or like George Clooney. It's the same thing. The difference is those guys who go to L.A. to be in movies, they don't even make movies. But influencers, you can make content your whole life and never get more than 500 subscribers. But you, 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 you can keep doing it. No one's stopping you. Where the movie industry will one day stop you. They'll just stop hiring you. Like, does that make sense? Oh, that's interesting. It, it's, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. it's like opera. It. It. It's like opera. Well, you can audition the rest of your life. That doesn't mean that you're going to work as an opera singer. You got to get you got to get hired. You know what I mean? So it's again a thousand guys, a thousand tenors moved to New York this year to be the next Pavarotti. Maybe one of them gets a job um, at the Met. You know, it's but the thing with social media is you can continue to make content all you want, all you want, all you want, regardless of how many followers you have, because no one's telling you to stop, unless you get canceled or like banned. You know what I mean? Think of it. Think of that. I think I had 1,000. I just deleted TikTok because I need to like 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 do laundry and stuff. And I'm just not. Got to get know. rid of it. I had maybe 1,000 followers. That's it. I stalled out of like, like 1,300. I'm not going to get any more. I have a face of, of her radio. That's why I do podcasting. My voice sounds better than how I look. So, but I could continue to make content for as long as TikTok exists. And no one can stop me unless I do something against community guidelines. I could sit at 1300 for the next 15 years. Doesn't matter. But if I go to Hollywood, try to be an actor at one, at one point, someone's going to say no. And either I'm not going to get work. I won't have any money and I'll have to go back home to mom's basement. Oh, that's, that's okay. That's really interesting. There yeah. is like a, the, the, you know, the community guidelines aside, yeah, social media allows you to put content out there no, no matter what. There's no limit. There's no limit. TikTok's not like yeah. you only have 2% of space left. No, there's no limit. <laughs> there's no limit. Well, TikTok I, wants you to post as much shit as you can, whether people like it or not. Like, you know what I mean? They, they just keep posting. Keep posting. Keep posting. You know. They'll keep showing. Because there's people. algorithms. Yo, I, I figured out the TikTok al algorithm. I don't I don't know anything about algorithms. So I, I, I can't even spell al algorithm. Well, every time you figure it out, it changes. Exactly. It's all, continuously All changing. I know is the first time I got TikTok, I got up to 5,000 followers. For me, that's a lot. Plus people watching my lives. I, and it's because I posted three videos a day minimum, but three well-curated videos a day. Kind of like the, like the podcast where we, we prep, we do the show, I edit it, you know, I get it out there. These TikTokers aren't just now some of them, they might just hit play and go. But usually just like this, they are prepped. They are curated for a specific thing. They do a couple of takes. So when you watch it, it's like a produced video. Not a lot of big TikTokers are just people with their doing a selfie like video. These are well produced ring light, editing, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. green screen. And but it's because they have a million followers and it's now their livelihood. It's not, a, it's not for fun anymore. It's their livelihood, which I think would be stressful. Can you imagine if posting on TikTok was how you made money? Oh, I got to make another fucking TikTok video today. 
You know, oh, what am I going to do on TikTok tomorrow? I, it, it is, it is different. I mean, because this uh, this podcast is yeah. is once a week, and that's right. enough. That's what people right. expect. Once a week. There you go. TikTok is every day, every minute, every second. And if you're not making a video, and another guy is. They're going to watch his video and not yours. Well, and people want to see the new video. Yes. They don't want to. When, when They've already can, seen the old the, one. In, influencers will recycle their old photos and their old videos. Yeah. They'll repost yeah. something. They'll yeah. go back to, you know, the tweet with the daily non-negotiables. Yes. They'll throw that up. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, every Monday I throw that one. Yeah. You know, they, wait, so this guy yes. tweeted his non-negotiables, screenshot yes. and then put it on like, on like Instagram. Yes. I can kind of understand that. I see how it's like egotistical. Well, but, he is, I mean, he is an author, but he, he, he but, is, but but he could have instead of reposting his tweet, mm-hmm. he could have just created a post with his non-negotiables that was for Instagram there. I, I have. So when I make YouTube videos, mm-hmm. I have Adobe Express, which makes which I could make on it a YouTube thumbnail. So this is a pre ratioed thing mm-hmm. that's specifically for YouTube thumbnails. OK. And I can edit it and add text and pictures and stuff. Guess what? There's something called an Instagram post, which is designed for their post ratio. He could have easily typed his non-negotiables and made a Facebook or Instagram specific post instead of retweeting. I'm sorry, reposting his a tweet. Or does he want people to see his a uh, his a Twitter handle? I, I I think I think it's a little bit of, I think it's a little bit of that. Yeah. I, I think one you, like want people to, you want people to see your Twitter handle. Yeah. There are some Instagram accounts which are just screenshots of people's tweets. Like there, there's somebody yeah. who's more of like a Twitter person, and so their they, Instagram they, yeah. presence is screenshots of their tweets. tweets. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I th- I think that's you know. A I thing. don't understand Twitter. I've never understood it. Well, it it, it is interesting because the the guy is. Um, He's an author. Mm-hmm. And when you think about things like posts versus Twitter, Instagram posts versus yeah. Twitter versus a book versus a podcast, each one of those mediums lends itself to, or did I say mediums? Each one of those media yeah, sure. lends them, they lend themselves to different things like a book. You know, you, you really, you sit down with a book, you read through it and there's a, and there's a bunch of knowledge in there that's supposed to sit with you for the next, you know rest of your life I sure guess. yeah pick a pick a you know a book on your shelf you know it's like the, you want the information yeah. from that to 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 last to i have like a lot of books with you. right yeah. i just started and jordan peterson's the 12, 12 rules for life the uh you know a, a, a anecdote or whatever it is for a chaos whatever the full title is right so like yeah. so like jordan 12 12 rules for life yeah yeah know? 12 like, rules for life if, yeah. if he if he does a rule every week you know, in twelve weeks, well, he's got to start back at the at the first rule. You know what I yeah. mean? There's like a there's a, there's a certain thing where like the news lends itself more to Twitter and yeah. Instagram and daily content because like yeah. there's a new thing that came out. Hey, you know the the you know the Times or the posts may they write something about it, and then they make you know content for Instagram whatever to direct people to that article. Mm-hmm. You know that's yeah. hey man, we've covered a lot of topics. Social media, the internet in general. Talking about changing the world, changing the landscape, you literally could be famous from your basement without ever going to New York or L.A. Or if you want to be a model, going to Paris. You like, you know what I mean? Like I you used I to do. have to go. So, well, no, I am an opera singer. I still had to go. To, I'm to New York. And if you want to be in movies, you got to go to L.A. Like you know what That's I mean? True. But if you just want to be click famous, you know. Uh, internet famous and they're not they're not even really famous i mean i could be 
I could literally be behind someone at Giant Eagle, our local grocery store, and the girl in front of me could have a million followers and I would never know it. Just because she has a million doesn't mean I know her. I've never seen her, right? Does that make sense? But she could have a million followers and I would never know. So how, how famous are they? Does, is that, you know what I mean? How really, and how long could it even last? Right, because, you know, everybody, everybody knows Bill Clinton. Yes. Everybody knows Donald Trump. Everyone knows. Everybody knows Barack Obama. You know, frankly, I don't think, I don't think I knew who Vince Flynn was before I saw your Vince Flynn books. Vince Flynn is one of my favorite authors. And, and he had, I had no idea. He writes political, well, he's, uh, he's actually, he passed away of cancer a few years ago, but there's someone else who was. So it's like the show 24. There's oh, a character yep, yep. named Mitch Rapp. And Mitch Rapp is a CIA guy, secret agent, who mm-hmm. whenever the world's going to end, they got to bring him in, like Jack Bauer kind of thing. It's got all it. political thriller. The vice president is trying to take over the government, kind of political thriller stuff. Right. You know, and Mitch Rapp. So it's the Mitch Rapp. So he's in every novel. And there's someone out there who's still writing Vince Flynn novels about Mitch Rapp. About, you know what I mean? So his novels are still, the story continues, mm-hmm. but Vince Flynn himself has passed away. Um, it's um, a little bit political thriller plus like, you know how, um, well, who was it, Clancy? Who kind Tom, of yeah, like, Tom Clancy. yeah, he like brought in like legit military, like he, he just didn't say the helicopter. He said the, the Black Hawk, da, 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 da. like he was very specific about current military, like like um, um equipment yeah. and and like procedure. Mm-hmm. He he does that kind of stuff as well, kind of brings that in. And they made a movie. Uh, I've, I've never seen it, actually. They made a movie out of the first book, but I've never, he, never seen it. But he's probably sold millions, 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 millions of copies, millions. But you've never heard of him. Uh, there you go. See, but and, it, and, and it, it's and it's and it's just like. It's just like, you know, with cars, like I've gotten yeah. really, I've gotten into cars lately and, and there are still things. Oh, I won't. Like the yeah. Top Gear guys, the, you know, the Grand Tour guys, they'll bring up and I go, I have never, I have never heard of that. I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah. Yeah. And there's, and there's then an entire subculture on oh, the yeah. internet around, you know, Lancia racing. Oh yeah. Yeah. And you go, oh, I remember seeing a Lancia one time. Yeah. And there's a, and there's a whole backstory. Oh yeah. There, yeah. th- those stories are everywhere. Yeah, but just like anything, whether it's politics or cars or music or or being an influencer, there's or, or a furry for that matter. There's <laughs> the there's subcultures upon subcultures, and you know you see from the studio here. I have a lot of Batman and Superman and comic book stuff, and uh, mm-hmm. you know people get into what they're what they're into. And I'm not an expert on Superman or Batman or DC Comics, but I have a certain proclivity towards certain things. And you go to my basement, you see all my Darth Vader and Star Wars stuff, the pinball machine, the Vader helmet. Yeah. You know, like the Vader lightsaber that's mounted on the wall, you know, all kind of stuff. And people get into what they're what what they're into. For me, it's not cars. I mean, I, we go to these car shows. We, we enjoy them. We have our vehicles. Yep. But like our friends will forget more about cars than I'll ever know. And it's not that I'm not interested. It's just I didn't grow up around that around that car. They grew up with that Ferrari poster on the wall. Right. I didn't grow up like that. Like I don't my dad never had sports cars and stuff. Yeah. He wasn't into that stuff. And it's not that it's right or wrong. It's just people are, are into what they are are into what they're uh, into. 
I mean, my whole bedroom as a kid was all Star Wars, Legos, action figures. I would hang X-Wings from the ceiling, all kind of stuff. I mean, that was my jam, you know, and I used to have every action figure. I could tell you everyone who was in the cantina, you know, I mean, I used to know. You knew it inside and out. Inside and out. That was my Lambo or Ferrari. The Millennium Falcon was my F40. Got it. You know what I mean? Yep. You know I what I, I mean? Do. I do. I do. So people are into what they're into, you know. But hey, listen, there are some Star Wars influencers. I guess they're they're influencers. Um, and it's like incredible, you know. They just, they have their lightsabers. And they're usually young, very attractive women who just, I don't even know if they like Star Wars. Maybe they just decided this is like a niche that I'm just going to tap into the Star Wars geek, geekdom and get a million, million followers. That's the other thing. Do they even believe in what they're doing? Do, do they even believe in it? Or is it like everything else in this world? It's, it's, the, it's the dollar, you know? That might be, that might be the, the big <laughs> question for next week. All right, guys. John, thank you so much for being here. This thank has you, been Unfiltered with John Edwards. I am Michael Papinchak. Please go to tmpspodcast.com to see more content from the TMPS Podcast Network.